Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in responsibility. <laughs> are we? We are. My name is Summer Yeager. <laughs> here with my beautiful co-host Joy, and um, I am halfway through my pregnancy today. Look at that. 20 weeks. I mean, by the time you guys are listening to this, I'll be like in my third trimester. Right. <laughs> JK, not that far, but but further along than you are. When does actually. the third trimester start? What is it? Twenty eight <laughs> weeks. I don't know. Twenty eight. Is it? Tw- oh, twelve weeks a trimester. So forty minus twelve, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the math? Yeah, twenty eight. Okay, I won't be in my third trimester. I might be like twenty three weeks, and you guys hear this mm-hmm. though. So anyway. Yeah, I'm halfway. So which last... is gonna make it more complicated if you, <laughs> if we like have to switch order of episode for any reason. In case you guys can't tell, we're here. We go. We're doing it again. <laughs> we're recording ahead again because I'm supposed to have a baby. We're gonna do the weird thing where you can't trust the time the of anything we say. <laughs> Suddenly, we're like <laughs> discussing like. Well, we're probably going to, we'll give you some clues along the way. Like, yeah. we'll discuss stuff and people will be like, oh, that happened two weeks ago. Yeah, there, yes. That thing on My Twitter. My husband they keeps were talking doing about. that. He was listening to like an episode I put out last week and he's like, you haven't done that in like weeks. And I'm like, I know, but I was talking about was it when I was it. doing it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, halfway through. But last night, I, so as you know, I haven't been lifting weights, mm-hmm. but I have been walking. On your treadmill. On my little treadmill. That's Mm -hmm. what I can do. But last night I was like, I'm going to just lift some of my kettlebells Mm -hmm. and it'll be fine. And I woke up this morning and my shoulders, (laughs) I was like, what? Like, I forgot that feeling of being Mm -hmm. sore after you lift weights. Yeah. Because I just got back into it this week and I had, I had like a two week just where, I don't know, just didn't happen. I just didn't make it in. Uh Uh-huh. And then, yeah, you're like, oh, my gosh, what is this pain? Like, yes. I think there's something wrong with me. I should start Googling my symptoms. Yes. I forgot. And it's like, actually. I forgot what it felt like to you be. You just worked out. Sore. Because <laughs> if you do it, you eventually right. you stop getting you sore. Just don't, yeah. And so I hadn't been sore from lifting weights in a while, but I haven't lifted weights in a while. So anyway, it felt good. It does not feel great today. But right. it felt good yesterday. So anyway. How's your little treadmill going? I love my little treadmill. Did I tell these people about mm-hmm. my little... Did you I? did. Now I'm remembering, yes. Or was that book club? No, it really was, it was during here. an episode, yes. Okay. Yeah, so I love my little treadmill. It's perfect for what I need to just, like, move. Because, and I think we mentioned this, for everybody else, it's, like, time to go outside. Right. But it's our hibernation time. So even though I have... A lovely field I could go walk in, 
doing that might result in heat stroke. <laughs> yeah. So this morning in the mornings, it's still nice. And in the evenings, it's nice, but not for much longer. Right. And then really not. I'm not, you know, I've got a, all these people to feed in the morning. It's yeah. just not a there will be a time in my life where I'll probably go for morning walks, but that yeah. is not this not right. this time. It's not a morning. No. Early morning. So last season. night when it was just Janny and I at home. Everybody That's what else... I had for those two weeks that I didn't go wow. to the gym. I was just not having an early morning. I wasn't in an early morning season, which we'll save that talk of seasons for a different, for a different time. episode. Yeah. So anyway, go yeah. ahead. But last <laughs> night it was just Janie and I at home and she, there was this movie she really wanted to watch and I didn't want to watch it at all. But <laughs> okay. I've been telling her, yes, you can totally watch that movie. But since it was like the perfect time to do it, because this is like a movie a six year old would want to watch, uh-huh. but none of her siblings would want to. Okay. Gotcha. So I was like, I tell you what, we're both going to have, <laughs> I was like, I will make you a bowl of snacks and you can watch a movie with. Wait, the- when did you do this? Last night. Are you serious? Yeah. Georgia and I had a girl's night did last you? night. Yeah. Well, we had a girl's night where she did her thing in the living room. Oh. <laughs> I like made her snacks uh-huh. and like got her a blanket and I tucked her in with the dog and I let her watch the movie she's wanting to watch. And then I went in my room and I watched the show I wanted to watch while I walked on my treadmill. Because gotcha. that was what I wanted to do. So we both kind of had like a fun I don't know we never who in our family ever does anything by themselves literally never <laughs> so it was kind of like fun in that way right of like oh like Janie's never you know watched a movie by Just, herself yeah. like <laughs> and gotten like the full treatment yeah. like a snack and a and blanket, blanket and, the dog and, yeah. and you know whatever and um so it was just kind of like a quiet night where we both kind of got to do the thing that we would never get to do right. otherwise we would prefer our family to be around, but if they're not going to be like, this was every once in a while. It's fun. (laughs) Yeah. Like just because, yeah. Yeah. There's obviously two ditches to fall into when it comes to that, which is that you hate your family and you never (laughs) ever want to be with them. Only one alone time. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was like a little fun treat. And it was anyway, so I got, I got my, my treadmill time in and then, and then I took it too far and was like, there's kettlebells here. Right. So I'm going to swing this around. And it felt great. Last night, it felt great. Oh, yeah. This morning mm-hmm. <laughs> did not feel great. <laughs> anyway. Yep. So little Tubal Cane is <laughs> just hanging on in there and everything's... I, I We still get emails about the names. And pe- I mean, until we know a name, I think that's going to have to be how we refer to him. I get a name in the email every week and it's somebody defending why they gave their baby an old person name oh <laughs> and i just we just want you guys but to no know McShwaley's yet. <laughs> no mcshwaley's but i support all of you naming su- your baby's <laughs> old person names i'm not upset about it it's just hilarious to me can we have a conversation about something i thought i saw <laughs> this week yes so it was some just like tiktok that made its way onto facebook and and it was this, I don't even totally remember. Oh, wait. Yeah. This uh, this whole family went and camped out in the parking lot outside of the hospital where the sister like was, was having, a baby, having right? a baby. Yes. So the name, they had like a big sign. <laughs> <laughs> and the name is actually Galilee. 
Okay. Which I was like, okay, that's an interesting name. But I really had no opinions about that as a name because I thought that what the sign said oh, no. was gaily. <laughs> I was like, we've gone too far. <laughs> you guys, we have to stop. Too far. <laughs> gaily. Gaily. And then um, I realized it didn't say gaily at all. And I was like, that's great. And suddenly, a like I said, like I don't know how I feel about the name Galilee because... The only thing I felt about it at the time was that I'm so glad they're not naming that child Gailey. There are obviously some sort of religious family with a name like that. Right. Yes. Why do we Christians have such strange (laughs) names? Well, I mean, obviously, I think Christians go for the biblical name. Yeah. But obviously not everyone is a yeah. fan of Agamemnon. I mean, <laughs> Tubal Cain is a solid but name. But they still want something unique. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think now we're going for more geographical. Yeah. I can tell the name on the show. This has been so determined. Although I can't give you his middle name because we are going to tell it's it's a namesake. Oh, okay. And so we don't want to. So it's wanna... not a biblical name like mesopotamia it's not mesopotamia <laughs> or cheddar lamore or any of that uh it's a person a living person okay and we want to we want to tell him first and we're probably not going to tell him till the baby's born so right is that annoying so that'll be for everybody wait. whatever I don't think, well, if they're annoyed, I think they have to adjust their I expectations. Think, yeah, I just think it's fun. I've never done anything like that. I've never, like, surprised somebody with, like, a name. Yeah. Like, hey, this is for you. Mm-hmm. I've never done that. So I kind of want to do it when the baby's born. Anyway, his first name is Ransom, which is a Bible name to me. But, Agreed. But not Galilee or... Gailey. <laughs> or Gailey. Or McShwaley. <laughs> Still waiting for you, McShwaley. I like I like that name. I love great the name. name Ransom. I love it. Well, it kind of hits those points that we were just talking about with Galilee. Yeah. Which is, it's biblical, but it's not too on the nose. Right. So. It's not John you know. the Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Doubting Thomas. <laughs> you know, like, it's none of those. Um but it seems like a strong name to Caesar. me. Caesar. <laughs> Herodotus. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's just a strong name and it's like meaningful. And Well, and like, so half, not half, but, you know, that's just an estimation. There's a lot of names that are biblical, but that you also would never no. want to name your child. Uh-uh. So that makes Judas. it hard. It makes it hard for like, the <laughs> Judah. Solid name. Change right. that H to an S. Right. All of a sudden you're there with Hitler. Nope. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, it just doesn't work. Not doing that. Uh, no. Galilee. Great. Babylon. Not so much. Sodom. No. no. <laughs> Don't do that. I, uh, I've told you guys and I've told you like rod and staff is my ride or die uh-huh. homeschool curriculum. Um, I actually started doing science, the rod and staff science with one of my kids this week and I'm having fun. Like I want to do the assignment. <laughs> I want to do the reading. Um, I love it. Also I read somewhere this week, there's some like private school that was always like 
the top in the nation Mm -hmm. and they fell from that ranking when they stopped using rod and staff which just I was like I feel so affirmed in my decision anyway (laughs) Um, also I think it's the name of some twins out there (laughs) rod and staff staff. (laughs) I have twins rod and staff staff. I guess if it'd be like a boy and a girl, it could be Rod and stuff. I know. It's that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm done. Um, anyway, so I was reading. I have this uh, kind of preschool Bible book that I'm going through with Janny, a Rod and Staff one, where basically what you do is you where it's like historical stories from the Bible. Uh-huh. You read it. There's an accompanying color book. There's an accompanying Bible verse and like three simple questions. And it's just the perfect thing to do. With your little ones. And it's great. Anyway, um, for whatever reason, Janie cannot remember the name Noah. (laughs) I don't know what it is. She just will not. She's like, ah, the guy with the ark. Anyway, she cannot remember that name. But I loved its treatment of the Sodom and Gomorrah story. Which, you know, with little kids, you can really... That story doesn't always even make it in. (laughs) Honestly. It doesn't. But I loved just the way that they treated it, which was not to go into any sort of deep detail with your preschooler on sodomy. Which I understand, you know, there's nothing to, like, edit about the Bible. Right. But do you need to cover with your five-year-old... Yeah, hopefully everyone listening already knows, um, you know, our position on discussing sexual matters with kids at all. Right. (laughs) Um, Anyway, the way they treated it, I thought was just great. And then they focused on Abraham's faithfulness with his nephew, but also like the wickedness of the cities. And it was just anyway. I can't. Why did I talk about that? Just because I thought about it. I just if you have preschoolers and you're like, I don't know, the Rod and Staff Bible stories is just wonderful. You're not going to regret. I should look that up. Yeah, you should just get it. You're not going to regret getting it. Um, And we've just really enjoyed it. So anyway, um, you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. We have Sheologians merch at shopsheologians.com. Um, I have the feminism is poison case on my phone. And I got to say, I was nervous about it because it's mostly white. But I have been clean. using this for a long time. I've never cleaned it. And it still looks really nice. So I'm actually very happy with yeah. this phone case. <laughs> like, And I drop my phone all the time. And it's, it's obviously durable. Durable. And it doesn't even look hmm. like I've been using it for... As long as I have. I've been wanting to get one of our phone cases, but I'm at that point with my Mm. phone where Mm -hmm. I have, I'm pretty sure the line of phone that I have is on like 45 and I have an eight. (laughs) So I'm just waiting for it to go out. Yeah. So when that happens, (laughs) I'm going to get one. Yeah. When you get a new phone. (laughs) Except for now, I think at this point, I could have probably had one for a while. <laughs> probably. It just, well, those older phones, man, they, <laughs> they just last. hold on. They hold on. 
Anyway, all of that is at uh, shopsheologians.com. And if you would like to support the show or join book club, you can do that at patreon.com slash sheologians. We had our first book club meeting last week, which doesn't mean anything to you since you're not listening to this (laughs) now. (laughs) Um, But I just got to say that if you think joining book club would be cool because you would get to talk to us. It's actually cool because of all the other people in book club. Yeah. Um, seriously. They're just the most fun ladies. The group makes it. The group makes it. Um, it's just a little bit more, it's like intimate. Yeah. I mean, we did have 80 people show up. Right. Now, this much like high school or college classes, there won't be 80 people at the end. <laughs> right. But I have faith in you guys. And we're going to make it through this book. We're reading Total Truth by Nancy Piercy. Um, and it's just a really, I don't know, it's a really encouraging time. So you can join us there. I bet there's a pretty distinct, if we were actually looking at it in some sort of objective way, there would probably be a very distinct um, like theme in our actual recorded episodes, like uh-huh. what we're doing right now, uh-huh. depending on what book we're reading. I bet at the time, like we don't realize Absolutely. it because it's kind of just our day to day. Yeah. But so don't be surprised if you start hearing us talk about worldview, historical <laughs> philo- philosophy, worldview type stuff. I mean, we already do. We do, but, but it's going to be like intensified. If you start standing, uh, sounding like Nancy Piercy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good thing. Well, I'm not complaining. <laughs> It's been a good time. Yeah. If anything, come join us at book club (laughs) just to have more of a Nancy Piercy type. Yeah. If you want more of a Nancy Piercy vibe and you want to talk to some ladies much cooler than us, um, that's at patreon.com slash theologians. All right. So today we wanted to discuss seasons. And I think this came up. Well, it came up for me when we were talking about basically bringing order to the home and there's a lot of, there's a lot of ideas when you are setting order in your home, what that is going to look like is going to be largely dependent on your current circumstances. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of, it's interesting because that's where a lot of the self-sacrifice kicks in because Mm -hmm. you are coordinating it's easy to coordinate for yourself and it's easy to coordinate for something you can kind of just like press autopilot on and just have it like just run independently into the into oblivion (laughs) Mm -hmm. but when yeah i that is probably one of the biggest realizations i've had since getting married and having Georgia. What? Is just that cord- running a house with more than just you in it uh-huh. changes a lot more. It's a lot more complex and it requires a lot more flexibility, which I, flexibility is yes. a word that I equate with self-sacrifice okay. because you, I mean, they're not, not that they're exactly the same, but they're, adjacent to one another well most of us are born very inflexible right (laughs) the vast majority of us and we do i i really do think that when you're trying to coordinate other people yeah it can be really easy to be like well Mm. i'm the planner 
I'm the manager. Mm. So it's my way or you can just get out. What's funny, what hit me funny when you said that about how like it's very easy to, you know, kind of coordinate for yourself is, is there any woman who only wants to coordinate for herself though? (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) No. Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) And then you get frustrated when. (laughs) Because it's hard. (laughs) (laughs) But you're naturally inclined. Right. To managing other people and right. coordinating right. other people's stuff. But I just, I don't know. That was one of the things I thought of when we were talking about seasons, just because that. I don't know. I just, I think that, well, I guess you just have more, the more people in your household, the more seasons you're attending to and the diversity of seasons. Mm-hmm that you're sort of potentially you have the potential to come yeah into contact with um but i guess what it's saying is it's when it's all inside of you and it's just for you and it's just your perspective it kind of almost seems like the seasons don't change like things don't come and go quite as much no um but when you are in a household with another person and mm-hmm. then the more people you mm-hmm. add to that mm-hmm the more seasons you are going to encounter, it seems. Right. Because everybody is growing. Right. And, or has something going on or has a new need or a new this or that. And I think that's the misconception is that everyone just kind of locks into your thing, but that's not, (laughs) I mean, no one promised me that anywhere (laughs) along the way. It's just something I guess I made up. Um, And especially just kids change. So fast. So, so often. When they're, especially when they're so little. Like I notice. Yeah. I do notice even now Georgia's two and a half ish. Right. She, it almost, in a way, two almost felt like a little bit of a break. Yeah. Because she started staying the same. For longer. For longer. <laughs> even if longer means Mm-hmm. two months instead mm-hmm. of two days mm-hmm. <laughs> but there were t- I mean I remember times when I would like la- we'd get up in the morning mm-hmm. and I would look at her and feel like something she grew yeah. overnight or changed right. overnight or I don't know right anyway. well and that's something too to keep in mind is that your management and your coordination is not for the sake of management and coordination it should be for the sake of the people so like right. the household that you're bringing order to, it's not for the sake of the household. Yeah. It's for the sake of the people in the household. Right. And so that is going to change. That should change. So functionally. Something. Everything is going great in your house. Right. But at the expense of. You could have a spotless home that with floundering people inside right. of it. Yeah. Um. And just to be clear, what I'm not saying is the dirtier houses, the better your kids are. That's not what I'm saying at all. No. I think I think someone out there heard that. And I just want to say, <laughs> I think an ordered home is what's best. But right. the priority isn't order for the sake of order. It's order for the sake of function and hospitality and the growth of the people inside for Mm -hmm. the function of the people inside of it Um, which changes all the time yeah and that's just super important um which maybe that's why sometimes we make the mistake of focusing too much on the 
like just the physical material function of the home because it sometimes it's easier in hard seasons so it's much easier. easier to just be like look all my yeah. dishes are done what more do you want from me absolutely it's you can fix the dishes you can fix the floor a person <laughs> is much more complex <laughs> um but something that i was thinking about uh in terms of seasons we use that word season and I think maybe overuse it. And so I was hoping to think of it a little differently, not for the sake of being different, but this actually really helped me. Okay. What helps me when I'm in a different season that I maybe don't want to be uh, or that I, I would prefer another season or right. I feel more flourishing in some <laughs> other season. Um <laughs> I am. I want the season to be last season, so yes. I'm digging my heels yeah. in until I am physically forced. Yes, to change seasons. Correct. <laughs> um, and what's funny is that this this turn of phrase hilariously really is where seasons come from. But um, something I tell myself pretty frequently or infrequently is either it's your turn or it's not your turn. Okay. And of course the turning of the earth is what brings about seasons. Right. Yes. And we read Ecclesiastes recently, lots of turning, lots of seasons, mm -hmm. lots of, so this has been at the forefront of my mind, but um, when you look over your neighbor's fence and maybe see, um, you know, let's say you're, you are in that season where you have lots of little kids and maybe your house is more chaotic than you would like it to be. Um, well, it's your turn. You know, it might be easy for you right. to look at a mom who has older kids or maybe someone whose kids have left the home and you see all the things that they're quote unquote capable of doing that you're not. Um, well, but the thing, the thing to remember is she was once having your turn <laughs> And you will right. one day have her turn, but right now it's not your turn. Right. It's your turn to to wipe the little faces. It's your turn to change the diapers. It's your turn to be in that season. I think um, the same thing with our physical bodies. You know, um, it's not my turn right now to be in the gym like I was. Right. It's not my turn. Right. And I telling thinking of it that way, and then remembering. Every turn that you take has been given to you by the Lord for a reason. Mm -hmm. It's, I think it deals with a lot of discontent and envy. Um, yes. So for me thinking about right now, it is my turn for something. It's my turn to be pregnant. It's my turn to carry a child. Mm -hmm. um, and it was hard when I was pregnant and it wasn't my turn to have a baby. Right. Yeah. So we're talking about like miscarriage, yeah. things like that. I am saying all of this with the deep understanding that what I could be saying to somebody is it's your turn to have cancer. Right. So I'm not saying it flippantly or right. casually. It might be your turn to bury a loved one. Mm -hmm. I've had that turn. Yeah. You know, um, we all <laughs> are given these specific time periods in life. And one beautiful thing about calling it a turn is that seasons change and turn is a constant, implies a constant movement. 
Right. So if it is your turn to be pregnant and it's a really difficult season for you, it's not going to last forever. Mm -hmm. Like there is no turn that you're currently taking. Um, There's no like thing that's weighing you down that's going to last forever. Yeah. Um, There's nothing weighing you down that's going to last forever. Um, the only thing that any of us know is going to last forever, uh, that we are going to endure forever, blessedly, <laughs> is our union with Christ. So that's a great... Which makes sense. Sign Based me up. Based off of what we know, <laughs> there is only one thing that is going to fulfill our desires and needs. And it's the thing that is going to last forever. Right. Like, I'm not taking my turn as a Christian. What a design. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like that isn't going to end. I get to be with the Lord forever. Right. Um, but anything that is weighing you down, any difficult season well, and, has an end. Well, and it, it's important to remember for very flourishing seasons as well. Not to say that you spend your whole season of feasting thinking, oh, about well, the famine. this isn't going to last forever. But the point is, is that if your feasting does turn into mourning, there, there, we can fight this desire to do what I said before, which is dig your heels in and be like, well, I like the previous season better. And I think that mm-hmm. because it was working for me and I really liked it better, I should just be able to hit the autopilot and just have that work forever i think it should just stay the same forever (laughs) that's not how the world turns again i don't it all comes back to these two ditches we can fall into on either side right right Right. and so the again there's like a it's it's a there's a not your turn and there is an is your turn and i think ultimately what we're really discussing is like contentment and envy yeah like Are you jealous of someone else's turn? Mm -hmm. Um, I remember being a kid (laughs) and thinking and being genuinely envious of what my parents had because I was like, they have money. Right. They have a big bedroom. They have this. They have a bestie that they have sleepovers with all the time. (laughs) Like, I just remember thinking, like, they have it so great. Um and I wasn't wrong. Right. <laughs> the, the jealousy right. and envy was wrong. Yeah. Um, but And your assessment was probably a little immature. Yes. But- <laughs> um, I much prefer being an adult <laughs> and I love being married. And it is cool having a sleepover right. with my bestie all right. the time. But um, it wasn't my turn. Right. And this is something I think we have to talk to kids a lot about because I think they want to grow up. They want the big responsibilities. They want, they want to be big, right? Mm -hmm. They think, um, and that's good. We should want them to want that. Right. But I guess. Especially when they're, when what they're really seeing is freedom. Right. (laughs) We should want our kids to love. Yes. Freedom. Yes. But with freedom comes maturity. Responsibility. Discipleship. Yes. And so maybe that's even it too sometimes is that we are like when we find ourselves lacking in contentment Mm -hmm. for a season or looking over someone's fence at Mm -hmm. their season Mm -hmm. sometimes it's it's important to keep in mind that your assessment may be immature and not totally accurate right i'm already trying to prepare myself 
I do not do well in the newborn sleepless mm-hmm. stage. Mm-hmm. I, I know like, and I'm not saying there are people that love not sleeping. Right. I'm saying that I have watched myself turn into an absolute zombie of a shell of a human mm-hmm. being. Um, my, it's just horrible. <laughs> My babies do not sleep. It's not that they wake up a lot. It's that they don't sleep. But anyway, I'm kind of already trying to prepare myself like, okay, it's going to be my turn for sleeplessness. Mm-hmm. And it is a turn. And the thing about that time. Uh, potentially. Unless this kid is just. Oh, no, it won't. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not trying to be a cynic. <laughs> That's not my. This child will not be sleeping. <laughs> They don't sleep. I don't know. My children don't sleep. They don't sleep for more than 45 minutes until they're like four months old. And I don't know what it is. Hmm. Anyway. Um, so it's so hard to remember when you haven't slept in weeks. Like when you, right. you no longer have a delineation between day and night. Like, because there's no sleep that marks mm-hmm. the day from the night for yeah. you. It's so you do not feel like it's ever going to end. And even if you're on your fifth kid, I feel like, oh, like yeah, yeah. It, you know mentally it's going to end, but making it feel, connecting the mental knowledge with how it feels is is really difficult. And I know I'm just like going to need to start preparing myself now. Um, but it's just not my turn. And it is my turn to go through that season and that God will be faithful and that it will end. And, you know, um, sometimes, and so what I'm not going to do preparing myself for it, isn't like dreading it and like twisting myself up in knots. And like, I know how this is going to go and I just need to get through it and to deal with it and to, not be jealous because I think you can do that when you're in a difficult season is Mm -hmm. look at someone else and just be so jealous and be like, you don't know how this feels. Right. Or, you know, you don't know how it feels because you aren't doing it. Right. And, um, we can do that when we're single, we can look at married people and just decide that it should have been our turn and we've been wronged because it's not our turn to be married. And, um, you just don't know. And, And there's something about, this assumption that it should be your turn that I think denies God's sovereignty and what he's capable of doing. It's almost like if this isn't on my timeline, then it's wrong. Like right. God is wrong yeah. for this. Right. Um, he made a mistake. Right. Doesn't he realize that Right. I, I should have had this blessing. Right. And we honestly, we do that to the extent that we don't even look at our own blessings. Mm-mm. The thing we think we should have had totally eclipses mm-hmm. all that we do have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can spend a lot of, I mean, what mm-hmm. we're, what we're discussing is also a season mm-hmm. <laughs> being discontent. <laughs> right. Um, and I, I feel like discontent is, uh, I f- uh, discontent can make for some pretty long seasons. Right. It can take can a difficult season and make it longer. Yeah. Yeah. That can really sort of implode your whole yeah. life. 
right. that you got going on. Now, right. praise God, if you're a Christian, mm-hmm. you won't stay there forever. forever. Mm-hmm. But you, may, it may not even be by your choice that you... Right. <laughs> like, so, I mean, sometimes we drag our feet long enough to where mm-hmm. God's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm going to give you over to this right, for yeah. your chastisement yeah. for a time. Mm-hmm. Uh. But ultimately, I mean, the Christian should feel comfort in knowing that even those seas- those seasons have been given to us and planned for our good. Right. And his glory. And uh, if that makes you kind of like wince or like itch, mm-hmm. that is a sign of there's some there's something wrong there. There's yeah. a there's something there that you're not willing to give to the Lord. Right. And that's that should be dealt with that that should be confessed oh, yeah. and repented of well yeah especially if you're in a season because of your own sin yeah especially yeah. because right. we can get really high and mighty and we can get really really entitled mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. as a means to cover that we're the ones that got ourselves there mm-hmm. like i think honestly it just even in terms of um, trying to like lose weight or be healthier. That's something that you have to tell yourself is like right now I'm not living in an indulgent season. Mm-hmm. The indulge, the overindulgent sinfulness is what got me to the point right. where I, and you know, indul- indulgence feasting is not inherently 100% all of the time bad, but the point is, is if your sin has gotten you to the point where you need to take care of your body better, yeah. and that means you need to pause indulgence, mm-hmm. or at least, you know, I'm not telling you how to go about doing right. that. But it's like, right. it's like, there comes a moment where it requires maturity for you to say, this season is not my season for mm-hmm. celebrating every single event with a dessert. Right. <laughs> Yes. This season, I had seasons that got me here of that. I had a lifetime of dessert <laughs> right. celebrations. Right. You every had week. your turn. You had your turn for years. Right. Um, and so now, yeah, I th- I do think there is just a when it comes to uh, when it comes to change and seasons and things taking place during specific times and not. Mm-hmm. I think maturity is a huge. Uh, it's just is I I kind of want feel like saying you can't get through it immaturely, at least not with a lot of faithfulness and obedience. Which we all we can all say we've had seasons that we have just barely mm-hmm. scrambled out on the other side. <laughs> um, and so that happens. You're not just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're going to assess each like each season of your life or each turn of your life um in a way that's faithful and obedient but that should be the goal right obviously is that you're able to look mm-hmm. you're able to look at your life and first of all i think for a lot of women the first step is just admitting that um things can change without your permission right for me that was huge is just like mm-hmm I keep saying autopilot because you, when you're, when you start doing it, when you start taking care of a household, it's not just you, even when you, and I'm not just like, 
I really neglected a lot of household stuff I could have attended to mm. when I was single. Mm. So in a way, I'm not saying I was horrible, but I there was stuff that I, you know, mm-hmm. messed up on. I don't know. I just I think you get it in this mindset. <laughs> I maybe it shouldn't have been a surprise to me, but that was what really surprised me mm. was just wh- how much everything changed mm. and how when you find something that works, all of a sudden your kids are a little bit older and they don't need that thing anymore. Or or your husband's like, "Yeah, I'm kind of shifting the plan mm-hmm. now." So I know you spent all this time neurotically piecing together <laughs> this whole thing to make our life work. But right. like, right now it's changing. We're going to move this direction. Right. Yeah. And you have to be willing to do that. And so there, I, I have spent so much time. I, I guess I won't say so much time, but let's just say I have spent enough time mm. um, dragging my feet, mm-hmm. trying to make what I want happen when it just wasn't (laughs) gonna happen you can't make it happen (laughs) well i love what you brought up so tilly dillahay in her book broken bread when she was talking about gluttony she said something that really stuck with me um that's very similar to what we've been saying which is that just sometimes gluttony is the problem of it's not it's not time for you to be eating right now. Right. Like it's not your turn. It's just not your turn. Like you, you want it. Like let's say you just ate and you want it to be time to eat more. Right. But the Lord has other things for you right now. Like there are other things to be doing. Right. Other than eating. And I thought just how countercultural that is because so many of us, we've totally normalized, um, just eating instead of dealing with your feelings. Mm-hmm. And we joke about it. We're like, you know, I'm sad. So I ate a pint of ice cream. Right. And it's like, no, that wasn't your time. No, right. listen, <laughs> I am not going after anybody who's eaten a pint of ice cream lately. But what I'm saying is that is the way that our culture views food, right? We have comfort food. Yeah. That is more than just comfort. It's well, actually we live like in a you therapy. deserve it. A you deserve yeah. it culture. No matter what, like, whatever no matter you when. want, you deserve it. Yes. If you're entitled to it. Yes. You want autopilot, you should have it. Go on right. You want this thing that totally defies all reality, you should have it. Like right. that's just Right. And so when then when it comes time for food, it's like I want it, so I have it. And it's there's never even any sort of like well, there's Critical. no turn. There's no on and off. There's no, it's right. my turn. It's not my turn. It's just always your turn. Right. It should always be your because turn. Because you want it to be. Right. You should eat whenever you, and it's like, well, a lot of people don't even have, we know scientifically that we've been eating that way for so long and we've raised our kids that way that the hormone that tells you when you're hungry or right. not so many kids and adults these days that hormone doesn't even work properly anymore because they've overeaten for so long mm-hmm. that you can think you're hungry when you're not right and so there are physical consequences um to being disobedient uh, right. when it comes to what are your duties right now right um are you sad because you've engaged in a sin and you don't want to confess and repent you shouldn't be binge eating ice cream 
it's not your turn. Right, it's your right. turn to confess and repent. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. I don't care if you had a pint of ice cream last night. I hope you loved it. And I hope it was obedient. And I hope that it right. brought you That's much not, joy. Yeah. That's not, the ice cream's not the devil. The point is <laughs> when it comes to the sin of gluttony, are we critically thinking like, are we happy with what we've eaten or been given? Because there are many of us today, we can feast and feast and feast. And we're st- we still think it's our turn right, to eat more right. because we feel like it. Right. Um, there's a time for... <laughs> There's a time for feasting, mm-hmm. but the fact that the Bible verse says there is a time for feasting implies that there's a time not right. to be feasting. Yeah. And that is exactly what I'm saying. Our culture doesn't believe. No, we don't believe there's never a time to not be feasting. Right. Um, and so I would say I would say while our Christian community probably needs to recover. We talked about this last December. We need to recover a theology of feasting. And I'm all for that. Yeah. Um, a theology of feasting is not going to lead to gluttony. Right. There is a very, very, very big difference right. is what I'm saying. Right. God commands feasts uh, and he forbids gluttony. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference Those there. Those two things exist at the same time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, seasons are interesting. They're just, I like, I even think I'm inclined to even think of someone who is in a season of consequence because of their sin that has mm. recently become a Christian. And they're like, dang it. Like, why does my life have to look like this? Mm-hmm. Um, But a season of consequence. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a and, thing. And just to say, just to be like, well, you know, God would be unfaithful mm. if he just if he uh changed the laws of the universe just yes now i'm not ta- i mean obviously there can be miracles when i, I mean i don't know the what? lord can do whatever <laughs> right. he wants yeah but um but yeah to just be like well god didn't save me soon enough mm. why didn't he save me when i was 12 instead of when i was 26 and had already had two kids without being married right you know um there's all these it's there, there are so many seasons, uh, and I guess that may cause us to complicate things a little bit. But mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. the ultimate response of is your will be done. Is the sa- yeah, yeah, it's the same. And and anything other than that is to assume mm. or presume that God did the wrong thing or made a mistake or didn't right. doesn't somehow know everything right. that would. <laughs> cause this to be for your good yeah and I i would say my final hot tip is if you're not sure what you should be doing in the season that you're in um if you're married ask your husband yeah you know a great thing to do i remember one of our friends saying to me you know when i feel overwhelmed Uh, And I have a lot on my plate and I don't really even, I have so much going on. I don't even know where to start. I'll just ask my husband, what do you want me to get done today? And she was saying how pleasant it is that normally his list for her is much shorter (laughs) than her list for her. Um, But I just think a great way to, if you're in an overwhelming season to navigate that is to just ask Ask for wisdom. So if you're not married, maybe you're living at home, ask your parents. Um, 
you could ask the Lord to mm-hmm. make it clear to you. Um, you could ask for wisdom, discernment. You can speak to trusted people um, and get guidance there. And yeah, if you're married, ask your husband, like, this is the season that I'm in. Um, here are the things I'm struggling with. Like, what do you think I should be? Give me a couple things to focus on. Right. What do you think I should be focusing on? And I would definitely say, um, uh, this kind of goes without saying, but don't be in a season where you're not praying and reading your Bible. Yeah. It's always your that's turn the, like, to do that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah. <laughs> It's your turn. I promise. Mm -hmm. I promise it's your turn to do that. Yeah. (laughs) So if you don't, if you're the person that's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in this season. Mm -hmm. um, Like I said, seems obvious, but make sure you're starting there. And if anything, like really you're (laughs) in some seasons, your energy may not extend much further than that than just making sure that you're being faithful in communion and intimacy Mm -hmm. with god Mm -hmm. so yeah Yeah. you know if you're looking for if you're like what do i do and you're not doing those things then you don't even yeah your homework's not even you haven't even started (laughs) you haven't even cracked open the textbook right (laughs) yet yeah, there should never be any directionless floating about right. when the Lord's given you so many resources, right. not just through the word and prayer, but through your local body, uh, your family, yeah. places like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. Gaily, we know you're out there. <laughs> and we love you. Please call us. <laughs> See y'all next week. Season